Podcast City Network. Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new week of Casual Geeking. I'm Ori, and this week's topic is Absolute 80s. With us today, you have Geek Kev, Andrew, and Deary. I'm going to go ahead and get it started off. Um, for me, one of my favorite things about the 80s was probably um, Culture Club. I was obsessed with Boy George. Um, <laughs> I love Karma Chameleon. It is one of my go-to, I need to dance around the house and just feel epic songs. I listen to it whenever I'm having a shy sea day, when I just want to feel good. And the music video was just so weird because it takes place on a riverboat, and I love it. So, that is probably, like, one of my go-to, like, I need to feel good 80s songs. Uh, anybody else want to say? And next up, anybody throw out whatever you want. So, I really, that out there. I really enjoy music and films from the uh, 80s or that are set in the 80s. For example, actually, I forget, Grease. Was that made in the 80s, set in the 70s, or set in the 80s, made no. in the 90s? It was set in the 50s, for one thing. Damn it. Set in the 50s, made in the 70s. <laughs> Same thing, we're young and lovable. I'm, set I am the, the only... Set in the 50s, made in the 70s. Damn it. Well, a film that I enjoy... A film that I enjoy that is set in the 80s... Grease 2, um, you are good. Made in the 80s, set in the 80s, barely in the 80s, actually. It's uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. That'll qualify. December 1st, um, uh, 89. <laughs> I really, 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 I mean, just, I cannot say enough. I love Can't Buy Me Love. Yes. I think it is just one of those awe movies. How I mean, have we the guy... gone two minutes and no one has said the words Breakfast Club? I was getting there. Ever... I was getting there. <laughs> Don't you, you forget, forget about, about me. me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't you. Don't you. Don't you forget about me. here on Casual Drinking. We, we claim to be geeks. We don't claim to be professional singers here. We know uh, that we had to sacrifice. I sing like an angel, thank you. We had to sacrifice yeah, right. one of our Saturdays for whatever reason you thought was appropriate. You have the draw, the queen, the weirdo, the burnout, the athlete, and the geek. I fucking love that film. Basket case, not weirder. Um, is it weird so, that at least one of us falls into every one of those groups? Yes. I know, right? Well, <laughs> not really weird. Well, see, the interesting thing here is I'm the only one who is actually doing these things in the '80s. Uh, the only one who is listening to 80s music in the 80s. Uh, if you want some 80s music, jump in the Discord chat. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, mostly me. John Hughes basically made the '80s for all things movies. I feel like. Yes. I mean, yeah. he was Sixteen Candles. He was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was yes. he was the director for the Teenage Experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you when you think when you think '80s, you kind of think John Hughes and everything he did. Um. So yeah. We have to we have to do our little hat tip to that man. May he rest in peace. I do believe he's dead. I think ninety nine percent. Yeah, he died in two thousand nine. Um, so let's not Did forget about Chris. Somebody you didn't know was die. I am not. I have I have heard reports Betty White has died like a thousand times, and every single time <laughs> I hear it, my heart jumps to my chest, and I go, "She can't die. She's immortal." And then I look, and I'm like, "Oh, thank God, she's still alive." Betty White is a freaking vampire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's a succubus, actually. <laughs> and God said, "Adam, I have created Eve to keep you company." And Adam pointed at a lake and where Betty White was. And said, who is that? And God said, I don't know. She was here when I got here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that is awesome. (laughs) Um, If Betty White ever hears this, we love you. This is all a good fun. Oh, so much love. We we worship you. Um, <laughs> Has anybody uh, yeah. ever seen the picture with Snoop Dogg and Betty White? Oh my and god, says, that's awesome! It says, "Here lies America's most notorious gangster and Snoop Dogg." <laughs> yes, that's OG baby. Betty White is literally older than sliced bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Which, in my personal opinion, we shouldn't be saying the best since things since sliced bread. We should be saying the best things since Betty White. So, that should be the thing. It shouldn't be the that's best a, things since sliced bread because Betty White is older than sliced bread. All right, in the 80s. Okay. I Betty personally White, love the hair. Be- Betty White was dubbed the first lady of game shows and became the first woman to receive an Emmy Award for Outstanding Game Show Host in 83 for the show Just Men. She was also one of the most forward-thinking performers of the time when, and I actually watched a documentary about her career recently, and it was actually really cool because Betty White was one of the first um, white performers out there to say, no, we're not. They. She had an African American gentleman who was a dancer and a performer on her variety show. Mm-hmm. This is during the fifties and sixties. Yes. And they told her that you need to limit his time on the show. People are getting upset. And goes, uh, no. If anything, he's an awesome performer. I'm going to give him more time. And she did. And she said, if you don't like it, take me off the air. <laughs> and you know what they proceeded to not do? Not take her off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Betty White was one of the first people that were, that were forward focused on bringing integration into the airwaves. During the 80s, Betty White was primarily doing variety shows, game shows, 
and apparently was, appeared in Saturday Night Live frequently. And she was just recently brought back on to host for a fourth time because people started a petition, her fans started a petition to yes. get her to host a fourth time. And, they, and they're like, apparently the internet's like a thing and you guys did like a 10,000 or so signature petition to get me on here. And NBC listened and here I am. So, I mean, I don't know what the internet is, but thanks. <laughs> You guys are a bunch of fucking weirdos. <laughs> Whatever. I'm here. You got it. Um, like, I love her, and I love her her rapport with, Ra- with Ryan Reynolds, because that is absolutely adorable. She has the... Because they were in, like, two different movies together, and her rapport with him is just absolutely freaking adorable, especially in The Proposal. Freaking adorable. Because he plays, she plays his grandmother in the proposal. So. You are completely staticky and muffled, Andrew. We cannot hear you. Can we take a moment and just rejoice in how amazing chorizo french fries are? But uh, if it weren't for the fact that uh, Ryan Reynolds was married and incredibly faithful to his wife. <laughs> They'd be having all types of freaky sex, I imagine. I, yeah, I mean, but I think it's adorable where it is like they had like this whole. He did the whole girth thing, Knowing like he does with Hugh Jackman, but yeah. he did it with Barry White for um, Betty White for like a minute, like in the outtakes and like the promo stuff for the proposal. And Betty White's like acting like a mean diva for a minute. He's like, she is just... And Ryan Reynolds is like acting like he's going to cry because she is just so mean. I don't get it. Betty White is supposed to be like the most lovable person in America. She is mean. And Betty White's like, I'm the shit and he needs to know it. (laughs) Betty White is my spirit animal, guys. And I don't say that lightly. This just Um, became a Betty White only episode. This woman is crazy. Like, she reminds me so much of my grandmother, because my grandmother didn't give a fuck. Or a crap. We call it crap. She didn't give a crap. She didn't but, uh, care about your feelings or nobody else's. I mean, I really hope I'm that big of a badass when I'm her age. I, uh, I think it's... I say we have like a bear. We need to get together and like have like a party where we have like a Betty White marathon and mm-hmm. we just watch all of her old shit. And that would be well, awesome. I'm with it. But, uh, I'm there. Imagine, imagine Ferris Bueller's Day Off and uh, the Breakfast Club where you replace the teacher figure with Betty White. Well, well you, I don't want any. I don't know if I can accept that authority. I would want to hug her too much. <laughs> I don't want any of those children to die. <laughs> I don't know. Like a large, a large part of me just wants form. to hug Betty White, and I just want her to be my grandma. Because I feel knows like that. <laughs> if Betty White reaches her final form, Armageddon starts. <laughs> uh, 
But since we did decide that this is going to be the 80s episode, we're going to go ahead and circle back to that. As much as we love Betty White, we can do a whole Betty White episode another time and we after yeah. we've watched some of her movies. Yeah. Um, uh, so, styles of the 80s. Kev, since you're the only one that actually lived through the 80s and I was three, tell us what you found interesting about them. But you can well, tell us what you remember. Yeah, I wasn't actually there for the styles. Uh, I was a kid. Uh, I wasn't a teenager. I was a kid. <laughs> you were in New York in the 80s, right? What do I remember? I remember a lot of crossover. Oh, from New the York 50s didn't get the 80s until like the until the 90s. Yes, I was. <clears throat> but I hadn't started. I mean. The epitome of what I remember from the 80s is social distortion, man. I think I, I remember mean, wearing rompers a lot. I yeah, wearing that was, a lot that was a the big deal for me. I remember the bright neon colors because my mom let us wear... We had the bright neon <laughs> bike shorts that we wore everywhere. The skorts we wore everywhere. No. 80s were hip-hop and synth, right? No, 80s were... Yeah. 80s were hip-hop and hair metal. I'm talking about... Synth-pop. I'm talking synth about pop, clothing synth, choices for kids. Synth-pop started in the 70s, but it did filter into but the... But most 80s. kids, most of the kitty, most of the... That was adult styles. Kid styles we're talking mainly like just stuck to neon seagulls, colors and big hair. Those are your like two that. options if you're a kid. Well, we, I got it in the eighties nope. too because yeah. I'm eighty-seven. You're, what about so, you're kind of confusing nineties. Nineties was the the neon colors. Those were more nineties, I think. That was like late eighties, early nineties. I remember the big hair though. I remember I've got pictures from my mom from a Christmas party of eighty-five, eighty-six, like right before I was born. Her hair went bigger the hair, the bigger the closer to Jesus. Uh, oh, you guys are forgetting the hair metal. That was a thing. Hair metal yes. was a freaking thing, man. Oh, my God. I like, wish my parents hadn't been uh, in the military because I think they may have done the hair metal I thing. But my dad, my dad was hard. My dad was in the Navy for most of the 80s. Bro, bro. Poison. Let's talk about. I, I do not forget Motley Crue uh, and Poison and Rats and any Guns of that. Roses. Guns of Roses. Guns of Roses. Eighties was the height. Of Guns and Roses, but Guns and Roses is a seven. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. I also I loved Rick Springfield. Rick Springfield's probably another one of my favorites. Jesse's Girl. Correct. I love Rick Springfield. Oh yes. It's not. Right. It's, it's uh, can we talk about the word that originated in the eighties? Go for it. Pose. Let's let it not be misconstrued that that word comes from the eighties. <laughs> I tried, man, but I'm I'm a nineties kid, and it's still like. Uh, Let's not forget Muskrat Love. 
Oh god. We can we not? Can we not forget it? Can we try to forget it? If I try hard enough, Care Bears say I can do anything. Care Bears, they actually got their start in the eighties. He Man. Oh, yes. Terrifying go. MLP. Let's talk about 80s cartoons. Oh, ODB. ODB. Voltron. Old dirty bastard. It's a PG-13 show. Hey, yes, it's, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. It's old. I know. I can also it's say excellent It's a band. It's, it's an artist name. He can say that. Words and things is what Andrew said. I can't hear yes. anything he's saying. Oh God, <laughs> that that is an excellent movie. I don't care. I heard, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm looking at this. Neon colors were totally the were neon. Bright neon was an '80s thing. It I was not disagree. a '90s thing. It may have rolled over in the '90s, but neon colors and parachute pants were an '80s thing. I thought parachute pants were a 70s thing. Yeah. Uh, we, do we want to touch on some of the actual major events that happened in the 80s? Probably bring us more into metal. All right. We're going to do a history lockdown of the 80s. 1980, the U.S. hockey team, the dream team, the movie that they actually, uh, this is the hockey team they made the movie about with Kurt Russell. Uh, the U.S. hockey team won the Olympics, beating the Soviets for the first time. Isn't that more about Canadians, though? No, that was U.S. <laughs> versus Soviets. Yeah. <laughs> it was a joke, but okay. Not uh, 1980, John Lennon was assassinated. Oh, may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. 81, Microsoft created an operating system for IBM computers. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it. That's kind Stole of it, but it happened. Chernobyl exploded in 86. You mean they stole it. Excellent miniseries if no one's watched it, by the way. <laughs> yes, I have to. It's on my list. Cher won an Academy Award for Moonstruck. Can we just talk about Cher being yes. the hottest thing in the 80s? Can we just talk Cher about is Cher? still hot. She's like 70 and she's still hot. I don't hot. even get it. I don't Which even was know all about her butt. Hot, but she's just hot. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Hey, did you see her in burlesque? Oh my god. Oh yeah. That woman, that ass, oh my god. It's a power thing. It's a power thing. She's now, like one of those, those women. One woman in the group objectifying yeah. women right now. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I I I like I like Cher. I'm not gonna dude if if guys can get away with doing it, I can get away with doing it. Anyways. Equal rights and feminism. Can't hook up uh, with Madonna. Cone, State Shuttle Challenger exploded. I was always in more of a Madonna fan. May <laughs> they rest in peace. Uh-huh. Yep, I remember. I think that. it was the first time that a non-astronaut was going into space. There was a teacher on board. Yep. Uh, 88, Nike launched its ever-popular marketing campaign, the Just Do That's It. correct. As a sidebar, can you imagine what it was like being on that flight, being nervous as the only teacher to ever Let's go into it. space, 
and then they're like, oh, dude, it'll be fine. And then that shit happens. That is awful. Yep. Uh, French. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a space shuttle kid, it was uh, traumatic. You know, Elon I grew up with that. I was very Musk. heavily into it. I still, I'm still into the space race today. As you guys it, may have noticed. In the eighties, when Elon Musk was a child, uh, I, I, I know his age. I have correctly. a man crush on Elon Musk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air becomes an overnight sensation. Fresh Prince becomes an overnight sensation following the release of his hit song, Parents Just Don't Understand. Mm-hmm. The Berlin the Wall show? falls in 1989. Don't know. Uh, 1989, the Energizer Bunny is debuted to sell batteries. Um. And 1988, Dustin Hoffman played a mentally disabled man named uh-huh. Raymond Babbitt in the critically acclaimed film Rain Man. That is a highlight Rain reel. Man. I just remember that me. is oh. that is your uh, 1980s headlines. Um, also, in the 80s. Per 100,000, we only had 435 deaths due to heart attacks, 183 deaths per 100,000 due to cancer, one per 100,000 deaths due to tuberculosis. Uh, Divorce rate was pretty high. It was per 1,000 marriages, 10.6 people divorced. How do you get 0.6 divorced? I don't know. Legal Life expectancy was 69.9 for male, 77.6 for female. I know. I know. You will always also, be longer than us. Yeah, because we kill you guys. But whatever. <laughs> Listen, my head's not been eaten yet. Or am I getting as confused as I'm going to the animal? Look, you guys are either scratching your own asses off to the point where you guys die because over the course of your lifetime, that ass just ceases to exist. I don't know or, where you're getting your facts, ma'am. I, I am vicious. Personal observations in guys over the age of 40. You guys have no asses. <laughs> I, I am bootylicious. Listen, we can't. Talk you're not over the age of 40 yet, are you, Derry? I have always suffered a talk about it. Ain't got no ass at all. I'm just saying, if you look at the average male over the age of 40, his back starts and then it just goes straight to his legs. So we are like 1980s white girls. We are 80s women. So just just long backs. That's all we got, and that's a quote. And then if that if that doesn't kill you, we nag you guys to death. God, if that's not true, do you guys just give up the ghost after like forty or fifty years? Where you go, you know what? I want some peace and quiet. I think I'll die now. I support this. I think I'm finished living. 
just you know, if I have to listen to her bitch about taking out the trash one more damn time, you know what? I'm good here. This is where I shall meet my end. The recliner seems like a good place to go. The moment you start thinking, well, I could pick up the trash or I could just slowly start to die. I've pretty much done everything I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> But, and if that doesn't kill you guys, you guys desire to be meat, but most of the male generations of at least that I've seen, the prior generations to this, their strong desire to be meat and potatoes, guys. Yeah, that's super that. great for your heart. Because meat and potatoes is the best food. It Have is. You had it? But your heart is not going to thank you. And no, I'm a pescatarian, but whatever. My heart. I Not want a in Kevin about steak. two years. I want a Kevin steak. Can I have a Kevin steak? But have you I had my steak? to eat red meat. I do believe he is begging for your meat in his mouth. You just just take that, that hot juice. He's begging for my meat there, Derry. Just. <laughs> All right, back to the eighties. I will make um, sure I get you for this, Kevin. <laughs> I will make sure I get you for this. Don't worry. No, you won't. I will not. All right. Thank you. So, how many people think that? Okay, speaking of candy, I'll get you a steak and you'll feel better. I I tried them, but I was never like a super fan of the Pop Rocks. This needs to be a cat episode. (laughs) Stop! Stop! You can't say you've yeah, never thought about it. Yeah, I know where you go with that one. Stop. Yeah. Oh, that's dips. What was uh? What was the one? Oh my god, I lived the dips. The, the I flavor and even after you ate the stick, you just dipped your finger in the, in the stuff. Yeah, it was like cocaine for kids. Uh, that was a popular candy up until the early two thousands. Yeah. I enjoyed some dips the other yes, day. Yes, it was. Bro, you That's guys. Stuff it's just still a candy they sell. Yep. All right, some more fun facts about the 80s. Um, a milk costs 85 cents for half a gallon. A uh, laundry detergent costs a buck 59 for a gallon. Nike Air Force shoes are only $54.90. And a Pontiac Grand Am was $9,965. I go to stomping in my Air Force One. Air Force One, baby. And lamb was only two nineteen a pound. Mm. Yeah, see. Uh, How much is And gas was a dollar nineteen. Way more. Wow. Gas in nineteen eighty was a dollar nineteen a pound. By nineteen eighty nine it was ninety seven cents ninety seven cents a gallon. Yep. You guys are speaking on things that I wouldn't understand because my people slaughtered their own animals for like twenty years after you guys stopped. I'm talking about gas now. Um Yeah, we didn't use that newfangled gas. We used corn whiskey in the truck. Okie dokie then. Uh, good yeah, 
Welcome yeah, to, just back. for those listening who aren't well aware of it already. Deary's from West Virginia. To blew up Whoa. carburetor. Whoa, color. Satan. Whoa. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Y'all called me from South Carolina earlier in the season, so I had to pay you back. I'm not from West Virginia. I'm from regular Virginia. We play banjos, not hook up with our cousins. Okay? We play the fiddle in Virginia. We do not go down the hallway and stand <laughs> in the hallway. Okay? Uh, Mount St. Helens erupted in Washington State, by the way. That's cool. In 1980. <laughs> I am a is Mount St. Helens uh, considered extinct or dormant at the moment? It is dormant. There is actually rumors that Mount St. Helens is is gearing up to blow all over again. Uh, that okay. is the next part of 2020 okay. apocalypse style. Uh, I just want to make it till Jesus gets back. <laughs> That is like, apparently the next rumor on the the 2020 apocalypse wheel. Um, the, the second coming is the next one. I mean, uh, if you want to be technical, there's a lot of signs. We're not getting into that right now. Yeah. Yeah. That is, Mount St. Helens is apparently supposedly gearing up to blow again, and if she does, she's going to take out most of Washington. Um, yep. So, yeah, Wait, that's they, the next thing on the on the 2020 apocalypse wheel. They need Stoner, Washington. Uh the state of Washington. Damn it, Steer, you ruined my joke. I'm sorry. I apologize, my good friend. There's rumors she will go nuke. She will go bigger and badder, like she never did in 1980. The cloud, the ash cloud, will reach to the top part of Texas, and that is how big the ash cloud is supposedly going to be. And it, te- Washington won't exist anymore, and some parts of California and and Wyoming won't exist anymore. Wait, California will be took out. Parts the northern, the part that touches Washington might not be there. Yay. <laughs> I'm so sad. The, wine the only, country will no longer be wine country. Um, that wine country is not that far north of California. Yeah. Uh, wine country is central California. Now, Lake Tahoe, on the other hand, I will be sad to see go. I'm- Am I the only person who thought that Lex Luthor had a great idea setting bombs in the San Andreas Fault? I I would only have to make a trip to pick up my little girl. No, no, no. It's not about it's not about the real estate. It's about getting rid of California. Figure that one out. Uh, 1981, the AIDS virus is identified by U.S. scientists. Huh? When did Magic Johnson catch AIDS? I don't know. Prior to eighty one. Yeah. Yeah. He he contracted AIDS from if I remember correctly, a bad blood transfusion, which would risk it to be before eighty one. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. Nineteen. Also, Di Princess Diana and Prince Charles got married in eighty-one. Nineteen eighty-two. Computer is named Times Magazine Man of the Year. Computer. Computer. Yeah. The computer. Huh. All right then. Does that make also, you say if you have a digital girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Gary. I mean, uh, I don't have one, but I'm just curious because there's a lot of very, I've seen a lot of very abstinent anti-gay people talk about their internet girlfriend. So, got a lot of a lot of really funny Facebook memes to make. Uh, Here, 19. Here, it's Pride Month. It's okay to come out and say you have an internet girlfriend making you gay. Yes, it's okay to be queer. Statement. I'm. I'm not though. That's that's the funny part. But here's the thing. I've seen a you lot of You know we love and accept you no matter what. Oh, yeah. you dick. <laughs> because three out of the four members of Casual Geeking are are LGBTQ. And I support you entirely. <laughs> But I just couldn't do it. It's just something. They, they're just ugly. They don't photograph well. Have what, you ever dicks? Tried to take a dick pic? Have you ever tried to take a dick pic? They, they never photograph well. The penis is not a very photographic animal. And this entire oh, section is being cut. <laughs> no. For outtakes of this episode, you will be able to listen to them over on the <laughs> on a special episode on a special mini yeah. episode of CAD that we will just throw up with that's gonna be called Casual Geeking Outtakes. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I mean it's I'm not wrong. Yeah, I paid for the freaking thing, so I hope they are. Um, Disney World opens Epcot in 1982. The most disappointing Disney World. No, 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 mon frere. I'm going to have to hard disagree with you there, dear. Yeah, we are all in the I love Epcot category. Oh, I disagree. I mean, I'm cool if you love them. Just to me, it's disappointing. Can we not be friends with differing opinions? Not it's about Epcot. And think of it this way. It's okay. the Okay, this will this will appeal to you, dearie. It is the part of Epcot that in, promotes you getting drunk. Yes, I'm completely you have okay with that. Twenty-four countries to get fucked up in. There is Germany, Norway, Canada, France, Mexico. Oh, for God's sakes, think about the tequila tasting bar. <laughs> I literally only have to go to my local Mexican restaurant to get a tequila tasting bar. And they're usually around three dollars a piece. Around the world. There's Once a again, whole best I choose to drink in one country at a time because I'm classy like that. I'm gonna take you to Epcot so you can see the wonder and joy that there is, and then you're gonna take back the statement you're gonna eat so much crow. Can I, I mean, can I, that's fine. I just feel as though for me, we're gonna do like thing. a we're gonna do a casual geeking goes to Disney to goes to Epcot. Can I join? Yeah, it's casual geeking goes to Epcot. What do you think, Andrew? I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. 
do yes, a cha- name change to that uh, to that outing though. Coda goes yeah. to Epcot because uh, it, by the yeah, time Coda... we start, when we when we start drinking, it's no longer casual geeking; it's CAD. It's co- okay. Coda goes to Epcot, um, <laughs> and it's going to be this awesome thing. It's going to be Coda does Disney World. Let's just face it; we're going to do like a three day trip, or it's going to be Coda goes to Disney World. And we're going to inaugurate Deary into the wonderful world of Disney. <laughs> we're going to slowly oh, but surely morph Deary into the wonderful world of Disney now. None of us. <laughs> he had to go get his food. One yeah. of us. One so, of us. Uh, yeah. White White Snake is of the eighties. Yes, it uh, is. Uh, I I forget who I think it was. Madonna put out um, first metal bands I listened to. Oh, I forget the name of the song. I think it's like Snake or something. I don't know. I was like never really big Madonna. There is like a mer- I was never. Girl. He's a cold-hearted snake, look into his eyes. That's oh, not Madonna. Oh. I forget who that That's is. That's not Madonna. That's Paula Abdul. That's Okay. Can we talk about Paula Abdul for a minute? Oh, my God. That is still 80s, right? I only know that because, um, Abdul, let's yeah. see here. She was, she was Channing Tatum's wife for, oh. like, the longest time. And on Lip Sync Battle, she danced to that. She did the Lip Sync Battle of that song. And then Paula Abdul came out and danced with her for like the last two minutes of the song. <laughs> so. And then. Uh, and the outfit that she wore in the music video. Nice. She has stayed in shape. That woman to this day is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She's a very talented, very beautiful woman. Like wine, yeah. Like wine, yeah. She did. Uh, she did <laughs> if you aim for Madonna, she try to get a Paul Abdul on the way. On it. It's, it's working. And she was always like the nicest one on American Idol. Yeah, like you knew. You, yeah, you always felt bad. You could always tell when Paul Abdul felt like really bad about being mean. She's like, that was oh, Paul honey. She almost did like the all honey thing, like the southern all honey thing, but she did it in like a Paula Abdul way. Like, you totally suck, but I don't want to tell you you totally suck, so I'm going to be really nice as I can about this. Holy shit. What? I didn't realize that was Paula Abdul. I couldn't remember what Paula Abdul looked like. And <laughs> and the dawn of realization has joined the Andrew. <laughs> But yeah, another uh, great song. I don't think it's from the '80s, actually, so I won't bring it up. Uh, Japan six- starts selling CD players in 1982. Nice. Graceland becomes open to the public. Mm-hmm. When did anime become a thing? I don't know. It doesn't say. I haven't gotten that far in the '80s yet. Um, I am anime literally going just- year by year. On- Japanese animation was introduced to the U.S. in the 80s, yes. With the first big Uh, one being Akira. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
I love the uh, fact that yeah, my good friend Akira, Kevin is just as into anime as Akira I am. Kira dropped in 83? Not oh. my jazz. Uh, Sally Ride becomes the first American woman in space. Motorola <laughs> introduces the first cell phone. Uh, woot, woot, woot. Microsoft wor- releases Word, the word r- processing program. Oh, the I brick. I remember the brick. Swatch <laughs> becomes a thing. There's nothing wrong with a swatch. Modern day technology and, is based off the swatch. And the IRA bombs popular London department store oh. Heralds. I mean, uh, not to side with the IRA, but they were treated unjustly and they were crazy. Also, in 1983, <laughs> my fiance was born. Um, so the we're gonna throw that. It's a Swiss watch. They were really big in the eighties. Right, very, yeah, very good watches. They're very ahead of their time. Yeah, yeah, they were really good. My 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 dad had one for like a few minutes. Yeah, I remember that much. Um, is that is that a joke about time? A little bit. Did we cross the boundaries into time jokes now? A little pun. <laughs> You should go um, <laughs> I think I I think it was I thought it was very punny, but whatever. Anyways, uh, die punny commons. Nineteen eighty four, India's Prime Minister Indira Gandhi is assassinated. Gandhi. Band Aid records. Do you know it? It's Christmas. Uh. A charity single to raise money for the famine in Ethiopia. Soviet, the Soviet Union, in response to us banning, boycotting them in the 1980 Olympics, uh, they boycott us in the 1984 Summer Olympics. Um, Because they don't get a summer. uh, China and... Go ahead. If that's uh, the thing about Band-Aid recording... Uh, that single? That mm-hmm. means that um, Save Stock or something like that was in the 80s as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, China and the United Kingdom agreed that the UK will transfer power of Hong Kong back to China. Free Taiwan. MPV begins the Video Music Awards or the VMAs. The iconic Can we all talk is- about the 80s as a time when MTV still had music videos? Yes. Yeah. But later, let's get through this rundown. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Uh, the iconic Route 1985, the, ni- the iconic Route 66 is removed from the highway system of the United States. Um, in what is considered one of the worst marketing moves ever, Coca-Cola introduced new Cokes. And we're- <laughs> Which means we would have got refer- Crystal Pepsi around then as well. Yeah. And we're first to return the old formula New after Coke. only months oh. later due to backlash. Yep. Uh, what a tragedy. Yep. A branding that continues to this day. Yep. The first version of Microsoft Windows is Classic. Uh, legendary basketball yep. player Michael Jordan is named NBA's Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Dope. The uh, Titanic uh, wreck is discovered. 
Um, I have already mentioned these two, but I'll go ahead and mention them again. Once again, 1986, Chernobyl happens. Mm-hmm. And the Space Shuttle Challenger is destroyed in 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mag Cow disease is discovered, and the first triple organ plants transplant is performed. All right. 1987, the year I was born. Um, I was born in 87. Uh, Yeah, absolutely nothing interesting. I was just, you know, great. I I was born in this world. Um, Yeah, no big deal. Nothing interesting. The Uh, first of the seven plagues happened. Technically, I was only three months. I was I, if I had been born two months later, it would have been 1988. But whatever, I was late, I was mid October of 87. Um, disposable contacts were first sold. The Simpsons make their debut on the Tracy Ullman show. Uh, uh, yeah. Margaret Thatcher is elected as the British Prime Minister for the third time. Margaret Thatcher naked in a cold shower. Wow. Margaret Thatcher naked in a cold shower. Uh, the Fox Television Network begins, and construction begins Michael on the Bay. Channel ch- Tunnel. Oh, the good old channel. Yep. Yep, that's what it's called. Uh, 1988, Soviet Union withdraws their troops from Afghanistan. Uh, George W. Bush, H.W. Bush is elected as U.S. President. President after defeat defeating Michael Dukakis. I'm sorry, but can we take a moment to acknowledge that name? Yeah, that was Bush like beat Dukakis. Isn't that where that... the Chad reference yeah. comes from? Yeah. Uh, there's also a joke about this in one of my favorite like movies. It's a it's a comedy. It's a it's a comedy movie called Vamps. Um, it's got Shel Silverstein, Silverstein in it, and one of the vampires who was turned in the late 80s, um, oh, yes. mid to late 80s, is talking about, they're getting summons for, like, all this stuff. Like, why are you getting summons? Like, we're vampires. How do you get a summon? She goes, oh, I know why. What? I voted for Dukakis in 83, in 86, 88. What? Why would you vote for Dukakis? <laughs> and it's like a whole thing for like two minutes where the other vampires like trying to wrap their mind around why you would waste why one a vampire would vote period because they live forever and two why they would waste a vote on Dukakis. <laughs> so, uh, it I was a funny by the fact that Bush beat Dukakis, mm-hmm. and it's great. Uh. That's we're gonna ignore that pervy little joke. Uh, okay. Anyways, uh, two years after the Challenger disaster, the NASA space shuttle program resumes. And this is one of the ones that I find really cool because I'm a huge theater nut and Broadway buff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The site of the original Globe Theater is discovered by archaeologists in London in 1988. Oh yeah, I didn't. My mom was supposed to bring me back a hazelnut that they they found. Uh, like you can actually buy a hazelnut. They're like sixty yeah, pounds, sixty dollars roughly. <laughs> you can actually buy a hazelnut that's been retrieved from the Globe Theater.
Um, oh, wow. Also, for those of you for who those don't of you know, who don't know, thing, the Globe Theater is um, where Shakespeare did his did first performances. Pop, pop, popcorn's kind of a modern thing that we eat as a snack food when we watch performances. Um, back in the 1600s and before, most common people would eat roasted chestnuts or roasted hazelnuts. Or fresh fruit. Or fresh fruit or, um, or even salted meat yeah. um, when they wash performances. So yep. a hazelnut shell found in an archaeological site such as the Globe, to me, being a big history nut, again, we've covered this in a CAD episode where we talked about our obsessions. I'm obsessed with history. I'm actually a history major. Um, for me, it is just I would love to own a piece of history like that. I actually just recently acquired a book that's from the 1800s, and it's really cool. It's a poetry book from the 1800s. 1869, I think, is the year on it. Okay. Um, brilliant little book of poetry. I have to rest- I have to take it to a read to a book um, a bookmaker so he can rebind it. Um, I actually, I. Th- I think it's in my grandfather's will that I receive a book of a first edition book of poetry by Burns. Oh, nice! That Very is nice. you lucky pup. Oh wow! But um, 1989, the Berlin Wall once again is torn down. Down. Pro-democracy protests take take place in China in Tiananmen Square. Uh, the Exxon Valdez tanker spills 240,000 barrels of oil in Prince William Sound in Alaska. Uh-huh. Uh, and the Nintendo Game Boy portable game system is released, as well as the NASA launches the Galileo spacecraft. Um, we also saw the fall of traditional communism and the end of the Cold War. Uh-huh. Uh, we also saw, uh, Argentina also invaded the Falkland Islands in 82. Uh Uh, What else? Uh, And there were, uh, let's see here. Many South American countries saw a return to democracy after periods of dictatorships. Uh And there were multiple things to fund to try and get help, multiple AIDS rallies for. The famine in Ethiopia. And that would be where the uh, save stock would originate, right? Yeah. Yep. Also, the internet came online about this time. And, um, oh, my God. We, we, the internet. The cue for we, all geekdom. Uh, mm-hmm. We, uh, we also glazed over the release Olivia of Newton. the Nintendo John's Entertainment System in the United States in 1985. Was the decade's most popular song. Let's get physical, physical. But uh, Black Dahlia was also in the 80s, right? Or was that 70s? I can see that. What? Black The Black Dahlia? The, the murder case? Black Dahlia. Black Dahlia? I don't know. That happened in the 1930s. Oh, okay. Uh, Married with Children aired and night started, got its start in 87. Uh, 
Highway to Heaven in 84, Knight Rider, 82. Dukes of Hazard was still on the air for most of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who was is still on yes, the air. Yes. Uh, let's see here. The A-Team. The A-Team. Cosmic Joe. <laughs> uh, Cheers. Taxi. And Growing Pains, as well as Baywatch. Oh, and Cagney and Lacey in Dallas. Matlock, MacGyver, Columbo. Laverne and Shirley. So did Tasha. Happy days. Let's not forget about MacGyver. I grew up on Uh, that shit. Popular (laughs) mid No, they started in the 70s and they were over by the 70s. Uh, Didn't Dark Shadows start of the, 80s? Of, the, of the 80s were Bucks Fizz, The Jam, Olivia Newton-John, uh, as previously mentioned, Chicago, Lionel Richard, ABBA, but they were still very popular in the 80s. Uh, Chicago actually started in the 60s. Uh, ABBA, Black Sabbath, Queen, yes, The indeed. Police, Tina Turner, David Bowie, Whitney Houston, The Culture 80s. Club, Bruce Springsteen, U2, and Billy Idol. Can we talk about Prince? Are we ready um, maturity-wise to talk about Prince? I don't think my heart can take it because I still miss him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not actually a huge fan of Prince. I, I wasn't a huge fan, but Purple Rain is just one of those songs yeah, where you right. listen to it and you want to cry. I put, I put Prince. So, as I got older, I was the one to create soundtracks for our uh, road trips. And uh, I'd always throw some Prince on there. Okay. Uh, for when I was getting... Growing older, I was made more and more in charge of creating soundtracks for road trips, and I'd always put, uh, I'd always put, I'd always put uh, some prints on there because I needed to throw something on there that my mum enjoyed. I cannot refresh because it will cut me out. Andrew, you're, it you're will stop super my crackly. Can you can you refresh you and start that over? over? No, it's a problem with my rig. It decided to start installing something. Uh, huh? Better? Not really. Ah. Uh, just keep going. I'll figure it out. Alright. Uh, but, as we, as you said, Andrew, uh, you want, you put all, you put prints on there for your mom? Yes. Alright, that's always sweet. My mom listened to a lot of Reba in the 80s. I mean, we don't talk about 
country music in the 80s, but you had you had a lot of great country music in the 80s, especially uh, Mark Brooks had Go for it, dearie. Oh, stand by, acquiring targets. Let's talk about the best music in the 80s. Thunder rolls and the lightning strikes. Another heart. Who are you going to start with? <laughs> I thought that was Garth Brooks. My uh, apologies. You have Kenny Rogers and Dolly cold. Parton. Honestly, uh, this night. Uh, <laughs> you have the best country music. It is Garth You Brooks. have the best country song of all time. Okay. At number six for 1980. I'd just love to lay you down by Conway Twitty. Can I just say that this man has helped more teenage country boys than anything on this planet? I don't care about your boots. I don't care about your jeans. I don't care about your belt buckle. When you start singing Conway Twitty, I'd just love to lay you down. You can just watch all the hormones happen at one time. We will go from there to number 12. I like uh, Amarillo in the morning by Amarillo by Morning by George Strait, 1982. This is fair. This is fair. Let me go. Let me change. I need to relax. It's pretty. We'll just go with number ones. All right. Go with number one. Number ones. If I can find it. Number one for 1981. There we go. Uh, you got one in a million. I think I'll just stay here and drink by Merle Haggard. Classic. Uh, God bless you, I That was like one of the major songs they played on bass a lot when I was a kid. Texas Women by Hank Jr. Because uh, God bless Hank Jr. Uh, <laughs> Can we talk about He Stopped Loving Her Today oh, by George Jones? That was like one of those I don't think that's, that's not an 80s song. Yes, it Al- is. 1980, He Stopped Loving Her Today. Alabama Clay and uh, If Tomorrow Never Comes. Yes. Uh Fishing in the Dark, Nitty Gritty Band, but Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, 1987. 1981 is the best George Jones song to date. Which is? Still Doing Time. It was very short after his uh, drinking, cheating, divorcing streak, and it's about him doing time in a honky-tonk prison, drinking his life away. I like um, Mama, He's Crazy by the Judds in 1984. Mama, he's crazy. Yeah. Crazy over me. Uh, let's see. 18 Wheels and a Dozen Roses. Cool. 
Dixieland Delight came out in the eighties. Does anybody oh, remember Swingin'? Does anybody remember Swingin' by John Anderson? Oh. Yes. No. Oh, I love that song. I like again. I repeat, all my exes live in Texas. George Strait, eighty-seven. Yeah. That's not an eighty song. A Better Man by Clint Black is one of my favorites. And Louisiana Saturday Night. Whoever's in New England, Reba McIntyre, 86. Also, if you're going to play in Texas, Alabama, 82. Yes. There's got to be a fiddle in the band. Yeah. Also, one of the most romantic, there are two, Randy Travis wrote two of the most romantic songs in country music history in the 80s, for me at least. Deeper Than um, a Holler and uh, Forever and Ever Amen. Yep. I don't know why I remember that actually. Oh, I do because I'm like the country teenager who was a douche. Look, music um, is the most quintessential language of love and country music to country boys is basically fishing hooks yeah i've always said that music speaks says the words your soul longs to say because no matter what mood you're in a song can change can i can put on a song like i put it on like the other day when we were in discord you guys saw it i put a song in the discord and every single one of you guys knew exactly the mood i was in there was no question. Ori has had enough of today. She is donezo. I, I, this reached the top of the, the This song reached the top of the boards in Canada, U.S. and U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and U.S. Cashbox. What in '82? Can you guess what it is? No. Let me tell you, little ditty about Jack, Jack and Diane. Oh, oh. Who was not John Mellencamp at the time. He, he rebranded himself that year as John Cougar. And then he went mm -hmm. to John Cougar Mellencamp, and then he went back to John Mellencamp. Let's talk about... <laughs> he had a little bit of an identity crisis through his career, but that's okay. I can't do it. No, he was the 70. The, the king. The king? Mm-hmm. Yes, the yeah. king. The king that upheld life for all fucking people. As in the king? That man invented and rock and roll. Ah, I'm not talking about Aaron Presley. This, That's Aaron the king Presley of rock and roll. Just the, 50s, the king. 
No. Huh? Oh, you mean BBK? Oh, one second, I forget his name now. Who are we talking about? <laughs> it's, only, it's only one king and one BBK. Bruce Springsteen. Who are we possibly talking about here? Oh, uh, of course, the boss. The boss. He's not the king, he's the boss. Damn it, I'm, I'm bad. The boss. Can we also just the like boss, talk about Aha and one of the coolest music videos of the eighties? Yes. Um, Aha had probably one of the coolest music videos, and it was just yeah, that, exactly. That I love that music video. That music video actually gave me nightmares. Pick on me. I think it was just very romantic. They told a story, and it was just aw. He he forced. He came out of the comic wow. book so he could be with her. I have nightmares Sweet. about guys. And the guy was some random guy pulling me through multiple things into this comic book world. I had a lot but, of fear about being abducted when I was younger as well, though, so. Well, you lived overseas a great deal over when you were a kid, too, so that was a really active, that was a realistic fear to have when you were a kid. <laughs> that was not a, that was not a, hmm, I'm afraid and this is not a realistic fear. No, you were living in freaking China. That was a realistic fear to have and being an American True. child. True. Oh. Uh, uh, do we want to even cover Flock of Seagulls? I mean, they were cool, but they were they, they that cool? I don't know. That's a uh, Kev decision. <clears throat> uh, how about I, how about oxygen supply? We can we can we can pass over that. At and I think it was eighties. Yeah, air supply. Now. I think that was eighties. Yeah, it was air <laughs> supply, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it was the 80s. You mean Air Supply? Air Supply was great. I loved Air Supply. Um, they definitely had some really good, you know, jam out, cry girl, girl chick flick songs. Um, A great movie, the, the artist in it is based off Air Supply. And that would be... Um, uh, music and lyrics. Oh, yeah. Alright, 80s that. cartoons. And then we are have we got to slowly after this, we're going to go ahead and Are we going to talk about the 80s cartoons we grew okay. up with? Sidebar. lion -O. I don't Deary. know, man. I don't know. Yes! Gummy bears, so much more of a badass everywhere. than you was. They are the gummy bears. <laughs> you have to... 
you have to you have to keep in mind Lionel effectively was a child. He was in stasis throughout all of his childhood, and all of a sudden he was an adult. I was all about I think the gummy bears. Pretty as a damn kid, good for being and I a child in an adult spot. I watch them whenever I need to feel good. Pick yeah. me up. I love the gummy bears. I think I have only, them as my. Go for it. Sorry. I think the only '80s cartoon that I have seen through and through is The Adventures of Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. Yeah. The one with the horrible PSAs at the end of it? They all had horrible Yeah, there PSAs was one in the 80s. No. Oh, okay. G.I. Uh, Joe? And we, can we... Can we talk about G.I. Yeah, Joe? Yeah, they did. Because uh, those are my dudes. Okay. <laughs> Knowing it's half the battle. <laughs> Just uh, all the shows that were designed to sell toys. I hope so. DuckTales made such an important impact on my fiance to the point where now we have a two foot tall Scrooge McDuck sitting on our console. I thought DuckTales was 90s. No, DuckTales was 80, was the 80, came out in 87. Okay. Um,. But yeah, Scrooge McDuck was such a pivotal thing to Paul. We have a giant Scrooge McDuck. It's like two feet. Right. Oh, I'm thinking, thinking of the, the, the DuckTales, the resurgence of it when Tailspin came out. Yeah, that is the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, I also was really big into Barbar as a kid. The one with the <laughs> elephants. Yeah. It was to the point, I named my dog Barbar because I... But it ended up coming out as bear mm-hmm. because I could again. I had a bad lisp. I had a bad stutter as a child. The uh, bar would be absolutely hell to pronounce with a with a stutter. Exactly. So it became bear, babear. But uh, babar became babear because my dog was as big of an elephant to a three year old. So because he was a husky Samoan mix. My uh, my parents tried to teach me how to read with babar books. Uh, my first book was the Just For You books with the, the, with the hedgehogs and the porcupines. My first book was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. You read the third book first? It was the first book that I read. So the story behind that is my dad used to read Harry Potter to me at night. We got two chapters into Prisoner of Azkaban and he stopped reading. I'd pester him every night, let's read, let's read, let's read, and he'd keep blowing it off, so I learned how to read in order to read Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Aw, that's sweet. Uh, my dad, I had the Just For You book. Uh, Just For You was my first book I ever read. Uh, I had been staring at a book, a bunch of different books for a while, and I'd finally picked that one up, and it just, it was one of those, there, with me, a lot of different things is, once I get it, I get it, and mm-hmm. it was like a light bulb came on, I under, once I finally grasped the concept, I understood it, and I was reading chapter books within a week, mm-hmm. um, and climbing yeah. shelves to get to my grandmother's books within three weeks, and my dad found me stuck up way too high on one of the library shelves, um, about a week, about a month later. Actually, talking about reading, towards the beginning of my time reading, my mom was having a real bad day. She just, she has many medical issues that just lead to her having days that she can't get out of bed. Um, 
And one of those days, I just curled into bed with her, and I took out the book, I Will Always Love You, and read it to her. Oh, that is just like this, you are like candy-coated sweetness. <laughs> we also read, we, uh, I also read, you are spa- special Max Lacuto to her. Yeah, I feel like my first book was actually way out in left field compared to yours. I mean, I read the potty training book to my cousin when she was little. I think I, I will always love you as Max Lucuto as well. Yeah, that's the one. I will always love you is the one I read to my cousin. Yeah. And Curtis Klaus, The Silver Kiss, was the first book that I sat down and page to page read. Right. I read it because it was hiding in my mother's, or not my mother's, my cousin's uh, private stash. <laughs> Mm. And it is I, not for the ten year old that I was at the time. I think the first oh, no. honest to God chapter book I remember reading by myself. The first one I remember like getting a whole <laughs> like genuine chapter book, no pictures that I remember reading by myself. I was in the third grade. Uh and it was The Trumpet of the Swan. Oh nice. That's a good by E. B. White. And it is it is still to this day one of my favorite books. I have the movie. They actually did a, a cartoon movie of it. Um, it's one of those movies that I empathize with. I've been able to empathize with my whole life because until we started doing this, this podcast, I've always, believe it or not, re- listeners, I'm not a very... I can do this because I'm not actually in front of anybody. Um, <laughs> I don't see you guys. I you You hear my voice. I don't see nobody. Uh, and the people I do this with are my friends, so I trust them. Uh, so, which is why I empathize with the main character of the book because he's voiceless, and this is my first chance at getting a voice. So, uh, it's a very okay. empowering thing in the book when you finally discover your voice and find a way to actually get out there with it. So, I got the title of the book wrong. It's not I Will Always Love You, it's Love You Forever. Yeah. I will love you forever, my baby, you'll always be. Yes. Is one of the major lines in the book. Yes. Uh, I used to read it to Lindsay all the time. A young when I was woman. a kid, because I'm... Yeah, I used to read it to my baby cousin LJ when we were, cu- when we were kids. Mm-hmm. One of the first books I learned how to read. If, if, if you've okay. never read The Silver Kiss, it explains a lot about my found personality. It's it's Twilight before Twilight was a thing, okay? Oh, so you found Vampire Supernatural Literatica. Uh, no. No, it is not erotic in any way. It is literally just... It's, it's a teenage girl... Who really wants to hook up with a vampire? Does she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think my introduction to sex was actually the Dragonlance series. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. God. I love that book series. That explains so much. <laughs> I have that series still. Why does that explain so much? 
Natasha has every dragon. <laughs> I have like, I have like four or five of them. I also like the Harper's Cove books. Yes. Um, I love the Harper's Cove books. Those are really good. I want to find the rest of them. I think I only um, have one. Because I love the Dragonlings and the Harpers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's getting to be about that time. Uh, this has been our absolute 80s Betty White mashup episode, I guess, so to say. <laughs> uh, on behalf of myself and Casual Geeking and and. I'm sure the guys would love to say a fond farewell. Um, until next time, this has been Casual Geeking. McWhorter si- signing out. Deary out. Later. <laughs>